Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as he ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. It's also purpose to invoke open and honest conversations on the things that many people, especially Christians, don't want to talk about, which is racism in the body of Christ. I pray that God will use this podcast to enable us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room that for too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep under the rug. You can help and support this podcast by telling your family, friends, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server under this title. I also ask for your prayers. You can also reach me with questions and comments by email at amypeople at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot N-E-T. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at www.amyeagle.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through, Or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. This week's episode is entitled Getting Our Prayers Answered and will be coming to you in two parts. Two weeks ago, I shared with you the message entitled I still believe. I shared that word with the hope that it would give strength and encouragement to those who are still waiting for prayers to be answered. I pray that it was a message that intensified our belief in the fact that God does hear our prayers and when he hears, he answers. But now I would like to bring into view a different aspect as to why some prayers are not answered. There are so many people around the earth in this world that are praying and yet the answers are not being manifested. We're still seeing wars, sickness, and diseases. We continue to deal with hatred, crime, abortions, and all types of evil. The prayers are being prayed according to the word, standing on the word, and believing the word, and yet still the answer is not being seen in the evidence. It's not a matter where God is saying, wait, or to trust him. There hasn't even been an emphatic no, only silence. Again, last week's podcast talked about still believing in spite of not getting an immediate answer. But what about when it seems that the prayers are not being answered at all, ever? 
For some, it's as though things get worse. And let me say here and now, it's not always an attack of the enemy. That's what a lot of Christians like to fall back on when things don't go, go their way and they're not hearing from God the way they know they should. Every unfortunate thing that occurs in the lives of Christians is not a Job experience. Many years ago, I knew a woman who was definitely under a chastisement. I told her what I knew God had spoken to me concerning that season in her life. She came back to me the next day or so and said that the Lord told her the only reason he was chastising her was so that she could see what it felt like. So I guess I must have really looked stupid to her. But nonetheless, there are just some of us as Christians who just don't want to admit or recognize when they're out of the will of God. They don't want to admit when there's blatant sin in their lives and God just won't give them a response. When there's absolutely no answer or the total opposite of what they prayed for is manifested, people will begin to make up reasons and explanations as to why God is ignoring their request. It's like the election when so many prophesied that Trump would win. Rather than saying they made a mistake or missed it, they'd rather say the election was stolen, adding lies to lies. They'd rather say it was stolen and make excuses rather than just saying he lost. Too many want to make up reasons as to why their prayers are not answered, and it's never their fault. No more excuses. No more shifting the blame. Let's get to the real issues at hand. What we need to understand is that when prayers aren't being answered with either a definitive yes, no, or wait, then we need to recognize and accept that there is a reason that God is not responding. We need to be aware of the things that we are doing as well as not doing that will cause our prayers to go unanswered. Please note that I didn't say God doesn't hear them. I said, he's not answering them. But yet I must say here and now, don't stop praying. There's a huge difference when God is saying wait or no, and when he's not responding in any way to the prayers being prayed. Remember in 1 Samuel 28, when Saul inquired of God, but God didn't answer? He didn't answer because Saul was in rebellion and blatant sin. His hatred and jealousy of David was repulsive to God as hatred and sin against other races is repulsive to him right now. Saul was determined that he and his sons would remain in control of the kingdom even after God had said no. Personally, I've always believed that if Saul had relented and passed the kingdom to David, that Saul would have lived a long and happy life. He probably would have become known as the prophet Saul, as opposed to the rebellious king, dead Saul. Saul was in direct opposition to what God intended. There are too many in the body of Christ that are in direct opposition to what God has ordained. As I have referred to over and over again in the blog I posted in December of 2019 in reference to the coming year of 2020, I said that businesses as well as ministries would close. 
that came to pass, not because of COVID, although it's been blamed on COVID and maybe God used COVID as an avenue to bring this about, but it actually came about because of the sin of so many leaders and pastors in the body of Christ that just absolutely refused to repent for their part in supporting hatred and systemic racism through them supporting the white supremacy agenda perpetrated by the lies of white supremacists posing as Christians. Too many white pastors used their pulpits on Sunday mornings pushing agendas with the thin veil of abortion to accomplish their own self-serving motivations to not only maintain control of a people, but to literally keep those same people suppressed so that they themselves would remain superior in their own eyes and in the eyes of the world. Think about it. That is exactly what Saul tried to accomplish, but miserably failed and then died by his own hand. I would dare say that again, this is exactly what's happening in the churches and many ministries right now with pastors and leaders that refuse to acknowledge and repent for their part in support of these past years of racism and hatred. They are literally committing spiritual suicide. Churches will continue to close and ministries will continue to end. And let me add this, just because the doors are open on Sundays, in spite of the build, stress, and all the mess that's going on, don't be deceived into believing that God has not closed that ministry. Some may need to check and see if the name Ichabod is not written above the doors. Selah. And it was all because of refusing to agree with God has ordained. The bottom line is that when Saul was no longer in agreement with what God has spoken for him and Israel, it meant that he was totally out of God's will. When we're out of God's will, it means that either we're not in agreement with him or just in outright sin. We can't ask God to answer prayers for someone or something that he's not in agreement with. As I stated in last week's episode, God doesn't hear the prayer of the sinner unless it's a prayer, a prayer of repentance. I know, I know, because immediately some will say they're not in sin and quite possibly directly they're not. But what about those that you're in agreement with? You see, another reason God will not answer our prayer is when we're in in agreement with others who are sinners. In 2 Chronicles 19, it reads, Jehu the seer, the son of Hanani, went out to meet him and said to the king, should you help the wicked and love those or make alliances with those who hate the Lord? Because of this, the wrath of the Lord is on you. Jehoshaphat was a godly king, a good king who loved God. However, he was in covenant with Ahab, which nearly caused his death. Again, we're seeing possible death by one's own choices in being out of the will of God. In the 20th chapter of that same book, in the 37th verse, when he made alliances with Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, it reads, Eliezer, son of 
Dodabahu of Maresha prophesied against Jehoshaphat saying, because you have made an alliance with Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy what you have made. The ships were wrecked and were not able to set sail to trade. According to Matthew 18 and 19, Jesus said, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. One of the first things we must understand in prayer is be sure that your heart is pure in the things that you ask for according to the will of God. However, having a pure heart is not always sufficient. Jehoshaphat seemed to be a man with a pure heart towards God. It was those that he was in agreement with that nearly cost him his life. We must also be sure that those that we're in unity with are true men and women of God and not just wearing the name Christian. Jehoshaphat was in alliance with Ahab and later the son of Ahab. An alliance is a covenant. It was and is a blood agreement between, between two kings joining themselves and us as Christians joining ourselves together through the shedding of blood. With the kings of old, it was usually a sheep, bull, or some other animal that was sacrificed. With us, the sacrifice came through the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Now, Jehoshaphat didn't make alliance with Philistines or Moabites, nations that were obvious unbelievers and worshipped idols. He allied himself with other Israelites who knew and professed that they served the same God that he served. They were under the same laws and regulations that he was, but yet they were ungodly. It's the same with so many Christians today. People that attend the same church we attend, pray the same words we pray. And yet, as Jesus said to the people in Matthew 15 and 8, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. This is not to judge others, but it's to help us realize that we must use wisdom in choosing those that we align ourselves with. Who have you united with that's walking in sin or rebellion against God? Although Ahab and Ahaziah were Jews, they were totally out of God's will and in blatant sin. We can't be in agreement with those that are walking in sin. We cannot agree with those who make excuses and think that their sin is not being seen by God because man doesn't call them on their sin. Don't agree with others when you know that they're living immoral and wicked lives. Don't agree with those that you know are racist, that you know hate others because of who they are or because of what they have or because of the color of their skin. Don't agree with others that you know God is not a part of what they're doing. But here it brings to question again, what does one accept or is willing to admit is immoral and wicked? There's more to this matter than being in agreement with others. The big question is, or as my youngest son would say, the big we is, even when we are in agreement with God, are the others that we agree with in agreement with God? 
Be careful of who you are in the same mind and spirit in prayer. Know your prayer partners are those who you think are living the same Christian life that you live. Stop making excuses or even thinking it's funny when they say mean things, when they do things that you know is against your moral code of ethics. Stop allowing things for your own self-serving motivations. There have been times that flesh has said to me, don't say certain things to certain people because they'll cut off their financial support to you. And I knew at those times that that financial support was greatly needed, not only for a convenience, but to pay bills that had to be paid. But there was a moral code of ethics within me that I knew as a Christian, as a woman of God, that no matter what they cut off, my faith and trust is in God. And I would rather have every penny of financial support cut off from me rather than lying or accepting someone else's lies or accepting someone else's wrongdoings just for them to give me money. It will not happen in my life or in my ministry. It will not happen in my walk the God that I serve. My God has supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory. And for every person that withdrew financial support from me, God placed someone else in their place to give me that same support back. When Jehoshaphat agreed with Ahaziah, all the ships they had built were wrecked. Don't let your plans be wrecked because you're in agreement with someone that's not in agreement with God. Quite possibly because Jehoshaphat was a godly king. If he had built those ships alone, God could have easily blessed them and they would have accomplished what they had been built for. So it is with us. If we are in agreement with the Father, and those that are praying with us are in agreement with the Father. Then our plans, petitions, and prayers will come to fruition and accomplish what God intended from the beginning. We cannot pray in agreement with those who are not in agreement with God and then expect God to move on our behalf. We cannot be in agreement with the enemy. And who is the true enemy? Next week, I'll be sharing part two of this message, Getting Our Prayers Answered. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. 
Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.